persistent imagination, centered in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, is the secret of all successful operations. This alone is the means of fulfilling the intention. Every stage of man's progress is made by the conscious, voluntary exercise of the imagination. You're listening to the Manifest with Neville Goddard podcast. Before we begin today's lecture, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to fundamentally transform your reality and upgrade your consciousness? If so, join the in-depth immersive audio course Unlock God Mode, a guide to upgrade your consciousness to greater wealth, love, and success. This course is an in-depth exploration of your reality, a chance for you to get 30 mental upgrades, one lesson a day for 30 days that will shift your reality, upgrade your consciousness, dissolve limiting beliefs, and unlock the God mode of your personal reality. Each lesson is 15 to 30 minutes long and will guide you day by day on how to implement and test your creative power. If you're someone who wants to see real-world results with manifestation and the power of the mind, this course is designed for you. For a limited time, you can get a special discount by using the promo code GRATITUDE. Head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes. I hope you join me in this unique experience. Thank you for listening, and now enjoy this episode. But these ideas are so new, and yet they aren't new. They go back into the Old Testament. Here we find the word for imagination used as the word potter. Well, if you say the word potter, go down to the potter's house, and I let you hear my word. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel, and the vessel in his hand was spoiled. So he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. If you read it in the form of the story in which it is told in the 18th chapter of Jeremiah, you will think of a man with clay in his hands, at his wheel, pumping away, making a vessel, making some kind of a, well, could be anything, a plate. That's not it. The word potter means imagination. It's like saying to you, go into your own imagination and see what you're doing with a friend. You just heard that he was in need. Are you now going to finish that? And take him now into a greater need? Or are you going to rework it into another vessel, as it seemed good to you to do? You don't go to some potter's house, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my word. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, working at his wheel, and the vessel in his hand was spoiled. He didn't throw it away and discard it, he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to him to do. So a man, a friend of ours, he's unemployed, all right, so he's unemployed, and he doesn't have the qualifications for a better job, and there is no job at the moment for what he has. So what? I will rework it. I will hear him tell me that he has the most marvelous job, and he's gainfully employed. What the job is, I do not know, but I can say to myself, well, if I heard it, surely the depth of my own being heard it. And so I can say thank you. Having reworked him in my own, my own mind's eye, into an entirely different being, the same friend, but not one unemployed. He is now gainfully employed. So feel it. 
If I can feel this state, I'm finding God. For God is spirit. And may I tell you, and by spirit I do not mean some intangible thing. It actually is the human form divine. When I speak of the human imagination, it is a form. It's a reality. It is the divine form. So the eternal body of man is the human imagination. And that is God himself. And there is no other God. He said, I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. I do all things. And none can deliver out of my hand. This is scripture. But man, when he hears the word God, he thinks of something out in space. Well, he doesn't quite know, but something in space. If the word God in any way conjures within you something that is other than your own wonderful human imagination, you've got the wrong God. If the word Jesus causes you to think of a man who lived 2,000 years ago and died 2,000 years ago and rose 2,000 years ago, you've got the wrong one. You're told Jesus is within you. If he is within me, I should find out exactly where he is in me. And then who is he? But I have found him. He is my own wonderful human imagination. That's Jesus. And all that is said of him, every child born of woman is going to experience, to discover he is Jesus, and there is no other Jesus. So you're told in Scripture, in the 17th of Matthew, in the end there is Jesus only. Why? You're told now in the book of John, the epistle of John, and when he appears, we shall be like him. Because when he appears, and there's only Jesus, well, I have to be like him. So within me, the whole thing unfolds itself. And everything said of him, at least whether people believe it or not, I have experienced. And personally, I do not care whether they accept it or not, any more than Paul did. The wise men, the Epicureans, and the Stoics, they scoffed at him, and they laughed at him, mocked him. So he went on to court. He simply did the work he came to do, so he told the story. And said, you're worshipping what? Something on the outside. And here you put an inscription over the altar to an unknown God. You say the unknown. What you know, say is unknown. I will tell you of a known God. Now take my word for it and feel after him and you'll find him. How would I find him? Well, tonight, if I wanted to be in New York. And I put my body down in the bed tonight. When I go to bed, I must assume that I am already in New York. Well, how would I know that I am there? If I am all imagination, I must be wherever I am in imagination. Well, if I am in imagination in New York, now think of the world. Think of California. Southern California, where you place the body. Well, do you see it on the bed as you're thinking? Well, then you're not in New York. Do you see it 3,000 miles away? To the west of you, well, then you are in New York. For were you in New York, you would see the body in your mind's eye 3,000 miles away in Los Angeles. And you'd be thinking from New York rather than thinking of New York. So the whole thing is simply finding out this fantastic power, creative power in man, and how it operates. For 
there is no problem in the world comparable to this problem of solving the mystery of imagining. For supreme power and supreme wisdom and supreme delight is in store for the one who conquers this mystery. You've been listening to the Manifest with Neville Goddard podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple to receive future lectures. And visit nevildaily.com to join the free Neville Goddard newsletter. And if you have a moment, please rate the podcast. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to fundamentally transform your reality and upgrade your consciousness? If so, join the in-depth immersive audio course Unlock God Mode, a guide to upgrade your consciousness to greater wealth, love, and success. This course is an in-depth exploration of your reality, a chance for you to get 30 mental upgrades, one lesson a day for 30 days that will shift your reality, upgrade your consciousness, dissolve limiting beliefs, and unlock the God mode of your personal reality. Each lesson is 15 to 30 minutes long and will guide you day by day on how to implement and test your creative power. If you're someone who wants to see real-world results with manifestation and the power of the mind, this course is designed for you. For a limited time, you can get a special discount by using the promo code GRATITUDE. Head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes. I hope you join me in this unique experience. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.